0: It is a Tuesday night it is a special edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio He's Ben. Ben, how is it going? How's your Tuesday night going so far?
1: Well, I was perfectly happy. I was I was sleeping, I was all nice and cozy. And then my phone starts going off like gangbusters, because I get, you know I get news alerts, right? And some of them are wrestling related. You know, and I'm I'm trying to wake up and I'm messing around on my phone, Instagram, whatever, you know. And all of a sudden it's Cody Rhodes leaving AEW, Cody Rhodes this, Cody Rhodes that. And you know, I I told you this, um before we went on the air. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for rants or, you know, hot takes on this story, um, this is not going to be that show, and, and the reason for that is when stuff like this comes out, I want to see how it unfolds, and I don't, I don't want to report something to you that, that um, is going to make me look like an idiot later, so I'm going to take a very uh, news anchorish approach to this. And then, as we progress later into the show with the, with the raw review and that, um, and this, and the Steve Austin stuff, which we're also going to touch on, and of course with the wrestling roulette, then I will get into entertainment mode and, and shoot the shit with you. But for the first part of the show, I want to be very professional and just and just be very fair on all sides of the reporting. And uh, with that,
0: um, we have tonight's show. It's going to be a short one because we're going to be talking about Cody Rhodes. We're going to be talking about Steve Austin. We're going to cover Raw and then all the fun stuff afterwards. No Time Warp. We were going to have one, but I still have to finish the recording I have. So we might do a double shot on our Saturday of Time Warp. We were going to need it after. After what we
1: have to watch. Yes, and, and, and also, that's that's something else we typically don't do. So, um, you guys are getting a lot of bonus coverage from the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast this week. As I stated in, in the show that just got posted last night, um, the reason why we're um, covering the show that shall not be named is because of its placement on the road to WrestleMania if this was the typical October Saudi show I wouldn't give two shits and either would Elio. Um, but because of the potential ramifications on WrestleMania 38 um, I, I felt that it that it might be pertinent to cover it a little bit so that's what we're that's what we're doing and uh, and hopefully you guys enjoy it, because man, we're we're definitely going to have some hot takes some Saturday, and that, ladies and gentlemen, will be a rant-filled episode, I assure you.
0: Yes, and uh, that's why we need a, need a double shot of time warp, and I'm going to have one set up uh, going back to, like, I believe it's the late 80s, early 90s, with IWA, IWC, I believe it is, International Championship, no, ICW International Championship Wrestling. Right. Okay. All right. So with that, uh, let's get into the first uh, piece of news. Ben, what do you have for us?
1: So obviously, the the biggest piece of news uh, broke around uh, ten a.m. this morning, and that is that Cody and Brandy Rhodes are departing from AEW, and of course, speculation abounds. As to where they will be headed, I am not going to uh, partake in the speculation. I am just going to read the news as it has been confirmed uh, via official statements. So that the first statement I'm going to read to you is Tony Khan, and I believe, unless I'm mistaken, he was—he um, may have been the first. To um to post, I'm not sure, but this is this is the first one I saw, so I'm going to read Tony Khan's first. It says, and I quote: "Cody and Randy Rhodes were integral to the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability, combined with his boldness and his passion for our industry and his love for community outreach, helped AEW deliver on our mission to give fans what they needed for far too long." something new, innovative, and lasting. Brandy helped us shape the AEW story, and I appreciate how hard she fought for us, both in the ring and out of the ring, competing in the women's division while advancing our efforts at inclusion and civic causes, including great partnerships with Culture City and the American Heart Association. I have immense respect and appreciation for Cody and Brandy and I wish them both the best as they move on from AEW. Thank you, Cody and Brandy. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Tony Khan, CEO, President, General Manager, and Head of Creative, all elite wrestling. Um, so
0: there
1: so this is this is where I say, you know, this is where it gets opened up for speculation because to me that last line uh, doesn't really come across as being necessary, um, but like I said, um, I'm going to withhold judgment until more uh, more concrete information comes out. So this next up, we have the, the statements oh. by both Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes. I'll start with Cody's first. Okay, and I quote. I have one night time at AEW, amazing locker room, amazing fans, amazing people. The revolution was indeed televised, and I've been incredibly lucky to be part of that. First, I want to thank Tony Khan. He's taken the baton and run with it, and it was an honor to work for him and to know him on a personal level. He's a beautiful soul. Obviously need to thank my incredible wife and the mother of my baby girl, Brandy, for all of her love and support throughout this journey together and the amazing relationships she fostered with Culture City and the American Heart Association. I also need to thank Nick and Matt Jackson. These two, whether they know it or not, took an undesired and not confident uh, little cub and gifted me the confidence to become a leader of the pack. Kenneth Omega, Chris Jericho, Chicken, I don't know who Chicken is. We started the fire. I must thank Tim, uh, uh, Keith, Greg W. and the amazing production crew who understood and captured the vision with such grace. I can't name everybody. But thank you to Mega Margaret Harrington Jeff Jones Dana Tony Shavani Byrne Rath and the hardest worker in the game QT Marshall for propping me up and kicking me in the ass when I was running on PMs. I must thank all my kiddos <laughs> MJF, Jade, Sammy, Darby, Lee, Ricky, Tom, The guns Brock Velvet Nyla Aubrey Turner Vanilla Solo Spears Julia Anna Will Wardlow Sunny Fuego One and of course Negative One. Uh, While we're at it, give Jade the Cody Vader. I don't. Okay, what does does that mean? I'm continuing. Um, (laughs) Let's let's just see where what. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Um, also need to take a moment to thank the great partners of Warner Media, including Brett, Sam, and the rest of the team. I have so many milestones and beautiful memories of this renaissance. Through blood, sweat, tears, literal fire, and all of that, I left it all on the map. Everything pales in comparison to a final contribution I was empowered to lead at the company, the community outreach team. In the most inward moments, your outward behavior and your ability to take fame and influence and do something of value for the communities you visit, whether the cameras are on or off, is the highest honor. I am confident Amanda Huber will lead the department with style. I'm so proud of my creations and contributions and the items I supported or collaborated on with such wonderful professors with such wonderful professionals. sorry uh, thank you fans. You all did the work. Let's live forever unquote. I will follow that up immediately with Brandy Rhodes statement. <clears throat> A heartfelt thank you to every fan that has supported me in AEW. It was an honor to be the company's first chief brand officer. The thank you list is long, so I'll try not to wander. Thank you to Culture City, Special Olympics Illinois, and the American Heart Association for allowing me to cultivate these amazing partnerships. Thank you to every AEW heel that helped me build a dream community of female fans. Thank you to every AEW wrestler and talent that worked hard to create a great locker room environment. Thank you to the production team, makeup team, and seamstresses. Thank you, Dustin, QT, Jerry Lynn, and Leva Bates, for every ounce of energy, help, and encouragement you provided. Thank you to my husband for being that constant rock and partner every single day. Uh, Thank you to TNT, TBS, and WarnerMedia for treating my family like your family. Thank you to Tony Khan for giving me this opportunity and platform. I move forward with my daughter and this quote in mind. Quote, we must take time to define our own path. Too quickly we can find the world defining it for us. And that is from an unknown source. Also, I'll see you on the flippity-flop, in the words of Michael Scott, signed Brandy Rhodes. See you on the (laughs) (laughs) flippity-flop. Yes. And, um, and uh, of course, that, uh, that led to speculation whether Dustin Rhodes... Um, was leaving AEW but he confirmed that he was not. Mm-hmm. So there will there will still be a Rhodes leaving the revolution of AEW.
0: Although I um he has been talking to WWE.
1: Oh, I was not I was not aware of that.
0: I know this because over at my other show, um Someone from the, the WWE camp uh, confirmed it.
1: Are you talking about Cody or Dustin? Cody. Okay, I, I was talking about Dustin. Yeah, okay. no, no,
0: no, no, I know, I, I know, what I'm just saying. Uh, however, Cody has been talking to WWE.
1: Yes, I heard that as well. Um, but that ends the official statements. And obviously, ladies and gentlemen, um this is the early candidate for the biggest uh, news story of the year. and I think um, I think if it goes in the direction a lot of people are anticipating it to go in, um, it will indeed hold up to being the biggest news story of the year. Now, I, I know a lot of people listen to podcasts to get people's opinions on these things, And I hesitate to do that. And I'll I'll let Elio speak for himself. But for for me, um, I don't want to point the finger at anybody or, um, take, take sides until I know, um, a lot more information. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how it unfolds. This, this is certainly a bomb drop that we were not anticipating. Um, we, uh, we were not even going to do a show tonight. We did not have one scheduled until Saturday, mm-hmm. which is our typical uh, time slot for this show. Um, but we felt that it was important to come on here and uh, keep you up to date in the news Um, which is what we're trying to do uh, without injecting uh, too much uh, speculation on our part. Elio, do you have anything to say before we move on to the next segment of the show?
0: No, basically uh, what what you just said, like, I don't don't, uh, really listen to other podcasts. I used to listen to them, but I've kind of stopped. Like, I listen to my other show, of course, but I listen to, like, other podcasts, well, like uh, these true crimes, history stuff, and all that. So, because I don't want to, I don't want to like uh, listen to other people's takes on this. I want to like let it play out and see what happens.
1: Absolutely. So, um, once again, without us even discussing this ahead of time, uh, we once again find ourselves on the same wavelength. Um. So, with that in mind, we will uh, shift our attention for the time being uh, to another uh, very interesting news story that broke within the last twenty-four hours. It's been what? a very what? Yeah, it's, a, it's been a very what? Happy, yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That was very well timed. Uh, suffice to say, my timeline has been blowing up like nobody's business over the last 24 hours. And uh, apparently, uh, Steve Austin uh, may be making his way to Dallas, Texas for WrestleMania 28. In 28. 28. Or, or I'm sorry, uh, 30, uh, 30, is it 38? 38, or 38. Yes, thirty-eight. You know what? Um, you know what?
0: At least you're not. At least you didn't do what Scott Stanford did. I don't know if you caught what he did. No. Okay, you know how they have the new slam with Scott Stanford during RAW. Yeah. All right, folks. We are on the road to WrestleMania Four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> WrestleMania Four was 33 years ago. What the hell? Yeah, that's a little stu- that's a little stupid. <laughs> Jesus. That's, okay. uh, that's like that's like uh, Hulk Hogan saying "Welcome to the Silver Dome" uh, <laughs> like, at, at, at WrestleMania 30. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. Okay, go on. So,
0: Steve Austin. You know what? I'm looking forward to if, the, if uh, they get
1: him at WrestleMania, at, uh, WrestleMania in Dallas. Well, um, and this is where we might, um, we might have to part ways on this path, on this story. Because I'm kind of torn. Because as, as we know, uh, Steve has been retired for 19 years. And has been very um, adamant about not returning for uh, one more match. And personally, I've always respected that about Steve. I respected it about St- about Shawn Michaels too before he um, before he came back for that ill-fated tag team match in Saudi Arabia several years back. Yeah. Um, but but having said that, I uh, I understood it. Um, uh, apparently um WWE is really pulling for uh, Steve to um, to wrestle Kevin Owens at WrestleMania in Dallas because um, prior to um, prior to the fiasco at the Royal Rumble um, Shane McMahon was scheduled to be in a, a major match on the show so they needed another, um, what they're calling a special attraction now not not to uh not to get off topic too much but you know i i like shane mcmahon i always have um you you know i i find i find him very entertaining uh that being said i do not consider him a special attraction um Anywhere near the level of a son called Steve Austin. So I'm not sure where that uh, label came from. Now, this could obviously go one of two ways. And from a intelligence perspective, I only expect this to go one way. If indeed uh, Mr. Austin 316 does decide to come back, uh, for one more match. God, I God, I hate that shit. Um, so I anticipate him coming in and hitting a center on Kevin Owens and uh, uh, following a promo, of course, and then the one, two, three. Um, I would be shocked if... Um, if this turned into a match of any kind even a Goldberg kind of match
0: see uh, the, see the thing, I'm like if it does happen I'm looking forward to seeing Stone Cold in Dallas but it has to be like that I, mean, I want to see like a full match and it only has to be this. He, he, we can of have him like oh, next. He'll be on Rod the next night. Then he'll be on Rod the week after. Then he'll be at, at, in another match at the next event.
1: Uh, no, we, and we, we we don't want that. No, and um, allow and allow me to play devil's advocate because I'm I'm curious what you think because obviously we're both massive fans of. Stone Cold Steve Austin, without question. Nobody's nobody's saying anything against Stone Cold. Um, but do you think that this is um, this is telling in terms of another major problem with WWE if they're calling on on Stone Cold Steve Austin, somebody who's fifty seven years old and hasn't wrestled in nineteen years? Don't you? I mean, because to me this reeks of desperation on the part of WWE. What do you think about that? Well, Ben, um,
0: I read it, I was reading an article earlier, where it said Vince Vince McMahon says everything is fine with the product.
1: Yeah, yeah. I read read that article myself, right? And the, the fact that I have this desk that I'm sitting at right now. That was the only thing that kept me from falling on the floor. <laughs> right. And and laughing myself uh, into an epileptic
0: fit. I can't believe. Yeah, he said the product is. I think the product is doing well.
1: What? Oh, okay. Now, now let's get into that because. I I have heard and I understand both sides of the argument and I think people know where I'm going with this and and uh li- and listeners if you have only heard one show in our entire history you kind of know where we stand uh, with this argument as well so Ben ben, of, ben Yeah one side of the argument is you know, they're making more money now than they ever have in their history. You know, they're a billion dollar industry now, uh, you know, publicly traded, all all of that. And that, of course, is the mark of a successful company. They've never been this successful and on and on we go. Now that might be true, and for, and for those that are swimming in money, I'm sure that's all they care about. Um, and then the other the other side of this, ladies and gentlemen, is you know what we actually see on TV and how the product is presented and how it has grown or not grown over a specific uh, time frame. Uh, for me, um, I have always been a fan of the the product. I have never cared about, uh, you know, the, the business end of of things. I am a fan of of professional wrestling. You know, um, if if I need to be. Um, in a situation where I need to care about um, something in business, I better have been in an internship or helping or helping um, a company that I'm associated with uh, for a long time. That those are the only things that are going to make me care about a, a company's uh, financial status. If people I know or I have a financial stake in that company and can lead a comfortable lifestyle while giving me that form of entertainment. So on, on both sides, I kind of understand it, but the bottom line for me folks is I want to see the kind of professional wrestling that I grew up adoring. And the, and the fact is, you know, you'll only have to watch raw one time for less than three hours to realize that the, the, um, the kind of wrestling that Elio and I grew up with is dead and gone. And the, the company, the company has never been worse than it has been over the last five years. And uh, in my perspective, and trust me, I'm not going on rant, but this is just how I feel. I'm not raising my voice or anything like that, so you, so you know I'm dead serious and not doing this for entertainment. Um, but the thing is, you know, ever since the company decided that they wanted to be publicly traded, and when McMahon got into politics, and so they started all this PG stuff, in, in 2008, ever since then, the company has been on a steady decline in terms of entertainment value. Uh, now, I know that the argument is, well, well the, the company is geared toward children. Um, yeah, in some regards, that's the case. But then, you know, we need to take a look at uh, Maurice's ass crack on, uh... <laughs> on... Oh, fuck. <laughs>
0: fuck you. So, you
1: know, I, I laugh at these, you know, at these... <laughs> Um, I think my co-host, sorry, I think my co-host is having a little bit of a problem, a little bit of a breakdown um, in the back as I'm trying to do that. So um, I will wait for his return. El- Elio, uh, are you? Fuck nervous? you!
0: the hell? <laughs> can, can you breathe appropriately? <laughs> you, you, yeah, I can breathe. I'm good.
1: <laughs> What's well, the problem, Elio? Did your insurance go down the wrong pipe? <laughs> I think I... I. Think I'm up! Fuck. <laughs> I think fuck. I, I think I may have shocked my co-host with this. Shut <laughs> um, up! What the ladies, fuck? ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be we'll be right back. Uh, we we need a minute to compose ourselves. Mm. We'll be right back we're back ladies and gentlemen we needed a moment to compose ourselves my references to maurice's ass track happened to happen to go perfectly with elio taking a drink and he choked on on his beverage so i had to uh pause the podcast to make sure my co-host could breathe appropriately before we continued elio are you back with us in a full capacity i'm good Yep. Very good. I was worried about my Canadian cohort for a minute. <laughs> you disappeared from your chair and everything. You fell faster than well, your I, ratings. I had
0: ratings. I, <laughs> I, I had that coughing fit. I mean, uh, well, this stuff has a strong taste... Uh,
1: it's oh, like Oh bullshit. You didn't you didn't choke on your short because of a strong taste. You choked on the No, your body. I know.
0: I said I said that's where the coffee fit came from. But uh, yeah, you're the cause of all this. <laughs> exactly. It's your fault.
1: Well, my apologies. You, you see what I have to do to make this show entertaining when WWE is the subject matter? Well, you people, I mean come on. Um but yeah, but as I was saying, since that 2008 um, approach change or business approach change took place in WWE, um, the product has been on a steep decline ever since. And um, and you know, I I have always been and will always be a um, uh, more concerned with the on. On-screen product quality versus um, how how many dollar dollar bills Vince McMahon and his cronies are making. Um, You you know, we're already in a situation where Elio and I are breaking our cardinal rule, and we are covering this godforsaken Saudi show um, because of its. because you know what I'm not even, even going to say the word Elliot I'm going to say a word that I don't say on this podcast ever okay and I think you'll appreciate this because you're a man of the cloth. the, the fact that this Saudi Arabian show is being placed on the road to Wrestlemania is sacrilegious it is bullshit because as I stated earlier on in the show, if it was the October placement that we're so used to pre-pandemic, we wouldn't be covering this show. Well, you know, I'd be having a pleasant afternoon, petting my dogs, and eating pizza or steak or whatever, having a wonderful time. Steak through the heart. I I, I, I may have I may very well have ordered some crab cakes and had it myself a good old time. PNC um, exclusive. Yes, it is. You see, you see how WWE is fucking with my with my program here, people, in more ways than one. But, um, but we will end this uh, semi rant now that my co-host is back in uh, full control of his um, faculties, <laughs> uh, and uh, we will move on to the next. Segment of the show, which Monday. is um, Monday, Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. So sorry, Steve, your um, your um, portion of the show got cut short. But um, but you know, do I want to see Stone Cold at WrestleMania? Yes, of course I do. But uh, you know, not not necessarily in a, in a match when he hasn't been in one in nineteen years. So, um, so with that being said, we'll move on to Monday Night Raw. Elio, what do you have for us? Okay, Ben, was it just me or was this Monday Night Raw really weird? Yes, it was
0: extremely weird. Okay, because I was sitting there and I was like, okay, this is not... I'm watching it, it's like, this isn't the usual Monday Night Raw. There's something weird about this episode.
1: Yes. Well, you, so, had a, you had a grown man running around in a toga on a scooter. It's just, you know. That that, that was the theme of the show last night. Uh, broga party. Well, bro, I would rather be, <laughs> pass, be passed out in my bed than being passed out on top of a cave while attending a broga party.
0: So, what do you have, um... So what do you have uh, for your uh, high
1: points? So the high point was um, the women's elimination chamber gauntlet match because I really I really liked how they were focusing on Rhea Ripley. Um, I'm just yeah. I'm a, there's one
0: thing I'm upset about though.
1: Um. Well, and and, and we'll get to that in, in just one second. Let me just finish my yeah, high yeah, points yeah, yeah. and low points. No, go
0: on. I'm saying there's one thing I'm upset about as far as I got the match. Go on.
1: Yes. Um. So I, I really enjoyed the focus on Rhea Ripley. You know, she got she got more shine in that 45-minute uh, match than she's gotten in, in the last six months on Monday Night Raw, which so it was a bit random that all of a sudden um, – Really Ripley got all that shine, only to lose to Bianca Belair. But then again, please don't misunderstand. I am not against Bianca Belair winning in that situation. It's just the story that they were telling within that match seemed just designed to start building Rhea back up. So if, if this is the beginning to something new for Rhea... Then that is wonderful. Um, if, if it's just a one-off, am I disappointed? Yes, but um, in terms of a high point for Monday Night Raw, that has to be on the list because um, you know I have a I have a fondness for Rhea Ripley. So, um, so that's high points. Now, uh, now we could pick from any other segment of the entire evening. Um, outside of uh, well, actually, actually, that's not true. That's not true. I have, I do have one more high point. Once I, uh, once I scroll down far enough to get to it, I thought, I thought the main event, uh, Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton, was um, was very, very good. Hmm. I, uh, I d- well, what about AJ
0: Styles and um,
1: Demon Priest? Well, I that had the makings to be something cool, but uh, I th- I just felt like it got cut a little short. Okay. Um, I so I feel like I feel like the match ended before it really hit that next gear, which is why I can't give it a high point. Um, but the main of the main event was extremely solid and enjoyable. Um, low, now low points. Um, the first one would have to be o- Omos, or Omas, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, in a two-on-one handicap match. What are do you doing with... to
0: Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin? What are you doing to these two? Uh,
1: getting ready to release them, I hope. Because these, these guys deserve so much more. And you know what, this might be a, a nitpicky question but I'm going to post it anyway because this is my show and I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Um, Now, Elliot, do you find it weird or do you agree with the fact that Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander are collectively known as the Hurt Business, even though they're no longer associated with the Hurt Business in Bobby Lashley and MVP?
0: No, they shouldn't be the Hurt Business. The
1: Hurt Business is dead. Yes, well, I, I agree with that, Tank. So my question is, why are they still coming out in Hurt Business gear? Oh, and, and, the, they,
0: and, the, and the music. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't understand. That's confusing.
1: Yes. I, 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 th- I yeah. thought Vince McMahon went out of his way a long time ago to destroy the Hurt Business.
0: Yeah, that's confusing. I know so, I noticed that too. They came out with the her business theme.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, that that's automatically a low point. Um, it, and um, the other the other low point that I have to mention, um, Alexa Bliss, the returning Alexa Bliss, her journey back to Raw. Is almost complete, ladies and gentlemen, because this coming Saturday at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, Alexa Bliss will be returning and participating in the women's Elimination Chamber match. Is it
0: almost over though, Ben? I well, because, I, and I'll ask you why because um, apparently they they taped the nine segments of that therapy session thing. And we, so they still have like I, don't, I think four or
1: five more segments that there. Well, then it well, then, then if that's the case, then why, then why are they saying that she's going to be in the elimination chamber? That's that's uh, what's confusing. I don't understand. And I don't, and I don't know if you noticed, this, but during during the last therapy session, the therapist said that that um Lily was real. So where the fuck are we going? I thought the entire purpose of this was was to uh, convince Alexa Bliss that Lily wasn't real. So I cannot believe I'm talking about a Sonic <laughs> What is going on? In a a serious capacity on a wrestling show. So it's just... (laughs) I'm having a serious conversation across international lines about a sock puppet. Okay. Help. (laughs) I know. Seriously. (laughs) So, um... So that's what I had for um, high points and low points on Raw. What did you have? So for
0: my low points, I have that one, the Alexa Bliss, also the opening segment uh, with everyone coming out to the ring. First Bobby Lashley, then uh, everyone else, then Brock Lesnar. Oh, I, I don't you hate that shit? The revolving door segment. Oh, god. I, I hate like this person comes out, then that brings out the next person, the next person. Like, stop.
1: And, and my my question is this: If you're gonna have a segment involving all six people, just bring all six people out at the same time. Have them in the ring before the show or, goes or, live, or, and, oh, hold on, hold on, and and then that way, if you have them in the ring already, about to start the segment as the raw intro ends that way we don't have to hear the revolving door of entrance music when it's so goddamn predictable that every participant is coming out i swear all you have to do is count to, to either 30 or 60 and within those intervals another person's entrance music will hit
0: yeah or or yeah like what you said like, like what they did that one uh, time on Raw, they had all six participants from the for the Money Bank ladder match already in the ring sitting on top of their ladders.
1: Well, that was cool, yeah.
0: Yeah, have that something like that, like have them all already in there. Not that yeah. they have to come out one after another? And uh, I also will point at Omas versus uh, Cedric Alexander Shelton Benjamin, and the. Okay, the Dirty Dollars versus the Three Profits.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: My high point was that Gauntlet match. I'll tell you what the one part about that that bothered me was. What was that? Do you ever listen to the commentary when you're watching Raw? I
1: try try not to, but sometimes I can't help it.
0: (laughs) I hate when they ignore history. And I'll tell you why. So, um, I think it was Liv Morgan after. I think Liv Morgan. Um, Rhea Ripley beat Liv Morgan and then Piper Niven came out, right? Right. Okay. They're both. Rhea Ripley and Piper Niven are both in the ring face to face. Yeah. On commentary, they're like, this is the first time these two have ever squared off. No, it's not. I saw their matches in NXT UK, and if you try saying, "Well, I mean, this is the first time they squared off on Raw," I don't care, Raw NXT UK, it's still the same company. It's WWE.
1: Yeah, I I, com- I completely understand and agree with that.
0: I mean, I it's just winning or history like that, it's like this is how is that how much? Well, you- well,
1: when they when they named her Dewdrop, I had the same reaction. I'm like. Don't pretend like we don't know who this person is. It's Piper Nimmin, you motherfuckers. Like, like do, you really, do, you, do you really think that low of NXT UK? I mean,
0: I enjoyed NXT UK.
1: Yeah, I, I, I did too. Yeah, I so. And Just I don't... Stuff like I don't, that. I don't know if that brand is even continuing. Um, you know... I, I, it'll, it'll be interesting because we know that they're already shutting down... Uh, you know, the lo- the lower brands as of today because because we heard that um that two oh five live no longer exists that's been rebranded as NXT level up. Sorry what? Um says, the- no 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 say that
0: does that
1: name
0: again NXT level up? Yeah. Two oh five
1: was two oh five Two hundred five live has been canceled. And no, it no, no,
0: no. What's NXT level up supposed to be?
1: Um, a, a a new show related to NXT or something uh, like. Fuck. I I don't, I don't
0: is, know. Okay, uh, and who's even gonna watch it? We already it's already enough that we have NXT two point
1: So that's what I said, and and you know there have already been. Internal reports that we've already gone over in previous shows that there's concern that 2.0 isn't working. So why are you adding another show under the NXT umbrella? So uh, that's my um, high point,
0: and you, and you and I never mention anything about that I hear on commentary. So you know, I was listening to the commentary last night, and when they said I'm like, I even, I even said, I'm looking at TV. I'm like, what you? you completely ignore history
1: yeah I just absolutely can't stand it
0: so another one I, I kind of like the uh, Alpha Academy and the Mysterios
1: I can see that I yeah, swear
0: that. I swear this is the best I've seen from Chad Gable shush sure, sure, otherwise I'm gonna put you all I'm gonna put everyone here on probation although but being that this is <laughs> Indianapolis I'm sure you're on some kind of probation <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, I laughed out loud at that one. That was really funny. Yeah, I, I, get, I get a kick out of Chad Gable. I'm, I'm glad that he's finally getting uh, the proper recognition that he deserves. Yep.
0: No, okay, so that's about it. Uh, sorry, so I guess we're done with Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. That was quick and painless.
1: <laughs> as painless as Monday Night Raw can be. Now, Ben? Yeah. Wait, okay, fans, we'll be right back. Cool.
0: All right, Ben, I found a couple of top 10s uh, to replace Time Warp for this episode. As uh, we already mentioned, Time Warp's going to be back with a double shot on Saturday night. Oh. So our first one comes from our good friend, Amber
1: Jackson. Oh, oh God. I, I was not known, ladies and gentlemen, that Elio was being facetious. Otherwise, I would cancel him quicker than... Anything you've ever seen. I can't be canceled. I run this show.
0: Uh, well, so do <laughs> I, and I have
1: my say, so. <laughs> okay.
0: Here we go. Okay, this is the first one from Amber Jackson. All right. Now, as as uh, we always do, I'm going to play the themes, and then I'm going to tell you what order they're in on their list.
1: Okay. Are you ready? I don't know, but I'll try.
0: <laughs>
1: play 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 it, play <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs>
0: Okay, Ben. I played I I played them for you. Now let me tell you what order they are in. Okay. So at number ten we have Teddy Long.
1: That's already this (laughs) list is bullshit. (laughs) Number nine, our truth. Wait a minute, you're going to, wait a fucking minute, you're going to put our truth and an extremely annoying song ahead of, of Theodore Long and Rodney Mack? Okay. At number eight, Kofi Kingston.
0: Alright, well that's reasonable. At number seven, Mark Henry.
1: Well, I, I hope someone doesn't feel the need to inflict some pain on Amber Jackson. I'm not threatening violence, it's it's going along with the theme of the song. Relax. And number six, Rey Mysterio. Okay, I'm personally offended. I am I am triggered. I am personally offended. You put you put my personal favorite outside of the top five. Amber Jackson, you are excommunicated from this show. And
0: number five, here are the top five. Number five, Undertaker. Ugh.
1: Ugh. Jesus. That should be number one. <laughs> number four, Hulk Hogan. Oh,
0: fuck right off. <laughs> number three, Triple H. <laughs> number two, we have Chris Jericho.
1: You're gonna put Jeff Hardy at number one? Oh my god in hell! <laughs> 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 Lucifer and the fallen angels are laughing at us because holy shit! <laughs> what the?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> okay, here's a second list which is completely uh, different. Oh, there's a second list? A uh, uh, second list? Courtesy of the Infamous Opinionist. Well, that is a badass
1: name, so... Now these are the
0: top eight. Okay.
1: I would just like to submit my heartfelt thanks to infamous opinionists because already I can tell you that this is a much more credible list. Alright, <laughs> so at number eight, we have
0: Wild Thing. I agree. And number seven, we have done with that day one ish. Okay. At number 6 all about the boom
1: oh that might be borderline criminal and number 5 we have visionary you put Seth Rollins above Adam Cole oh oh my sweet jesus oh my <laughs> oh my sweet heavenly friends help me and number 4 mm. and number 4 we have voices wow that's number 4
0: holy fucking here are the oh. top the top three. Now, the top three all have medals. Gold, bronze, and silver, okay? Okay. The bronze goes to AJ Styles. Uh, sums up on that one. I can agree. Silver goes to Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: I agree. And gold goes to Edge. I, I I like Edge. I have that theme song on my uh, on my uh, Spotify playlist. But I I would I would put personally I would have put Adam Cole at number one, and so, AJ, AJ Styles at number two, and Smokesay at three. So those are the top
0: eight according to infamous opinions.
1: Well, you did a much better job there than our first uh, list maker.
0: That's why I put her first. I'm sorry, but this list is just a little better. Much better than that one. Exactly. But, shall we still love you.
1: Uh, uh, Do we? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm not
0: an asshole. I'm sorry. Hey fans, we'll be right back with our final segment. alright we are back and um, it is our final segment Ben's favorite wrestling roulette what I all I do is play 11 themes he has to guess which wrestler the theme belongs to don't
1: you mean 21 themes
0: 21 my bad let me redo that (laughs) so the way this works I play 21 themes my co-host has to guess who which wrestler belongs to Ben are you ready yes sir Alright, track number
1: one. Um Okay, let's see. I have I have to recalibrate myself because at first it sounded like one of the white family themes um, but I know it's not uh, let's see here um, I'm going to go with Skinner
0: no that is Justin Gabriel okay Moving on. You like Skinner, (laughs) don't you? Yeah. (laughs) Alright, next one up.
1: Is that Emma?
0: No. Who is it? We have never had this on the show. This is No Way Jose.
1: Oh gee, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs>
0: that was like that was kind of a bad gimmick. I don't know. I didn't like that character. No, so... no, it
1: was like it was like a tamer version of Adam Rose.
0: Yeah, that's exactly All right, Here we go.
1: Jim Duggan.
0: Jim Duggan. All right,
1: one and two. Here we go. Yep. Uh, no idea. That
0: is Tony Storm.
1: Oh God, I am so sorry, Tony. Why? I don't think I've ever heard that theme. Um, runaki No.
0: That's NWO Japan. Yeah,
1: I've never heard that. So. Okay, when. Have- No idea.
0: This is another one that, that we've never had on the show before. My, one of my favorites. And one iconic wrestler. Ben Royce.
1: Do you find her inspirational? I do. I am inspired every time I see her. Billy
0: Kay on my screen. I'm sorry, <laughs> just, Jessica McKay. <laughs> sorry okay. Cassie we should refer to you as Cassie Lee my bad <laughs> 5 and 1 1 and 5
1: yeah <laughs> the iconic oh, iconic
0: oh wow where did that come from it's like they're here in the group with me. Oh, don't you wish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two and five. Okay, here we go. I don't know. That is Tanara Conti.
1: Yeah, this is, we're working on eliminating AEW themes, don't no, worry. No, this people. is,
0: this is a WWE. Uh,
1: the physical
0: pain I'm enduring. <laughs> yeah, so two and six, here we go, number nine. Cain. Ah, uh, Three and eight. Alright. Three and six. Three and six. This is why you have... Are you keeping score? This is, this is why it's hard for me to keep score and play.
1: Yeah. Uh, um... Just based on the typewriter, is that, uh... Um, Randy Orton from the Randy News Network. No. Or um, or it could be Harry King when he was that reporter person. Nope. Okay. This is Sam Greco. I've never even heard of that individual. All right, where do we at? Three and seven. Three and seven.
0: Here we go. Check eleven. 11.
1: It will never cease to amaze me that that segment made the air um, with Brian Pillman and the Gun and some called Steve Austin. I think that's the only segment that Vince ever apologized for, but that's Brian Pillman.
0: That was the longest answer I've ever had. Yes, yeah, Brian Pillman. What are we at?
1: Five uh uh let's have four or five I want to say that was um no, it's four and seven,
0: yeah, four and seven, hey, here we go, try twelve
1: uh, am am- <sighs> Amber Jackson, you are bound to piss me off, uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That way you gotta bring her into it. I thought we, I thought we uh,
0: had our fun there. We had left her alone. <laughs>
1: about I'm her sorry. list. I'm sorry. I I couldn't help it. Elliot's a gentleman, and I'm the evil bastard. <laughs> All right. So that is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So five at, and yeah, seven.
0: Yep. You go tracks thirteen.
1: So that's a great Kali.
0: No, it is not.
1: Who is it? That is Jinder Mahal. Oh, fuck Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Go slither back behind Shanky and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why you gotta hinder Jinder? <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. That is
0: funny. <laughs> Hey, right, here we go.
1: Oh, Billy, Chuck, and Rico, you still give me nightmares with that bullshit. No, that is not. That's the wrong answer. No, it isn't.
0: Shut the fuck it is, up. It's called the, the Runway. It's The Runway. That's what, is, that's what I have written here, The Runway.
1: No, no, this is our show. This is not Tony Diaz on the show. That's who it is. Six and eight, move on. <laughs> six and seven. Oh, six and seven, yes. Yeah, six and seven, eight. Move on. No, seven and seven. I, no,
0: no, seven, no, six
1: and eight. Yeah, that's what I said the first time. Six and eight. Yeah, you Rip. got it wrong. Six and eight. You got it wrong. No, I didn't get it wrong, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> don't, uh, don't argue with me.
0: Okay, so uh, fourteen. Okay, so fifteen.
1: All right. So this. Is, yeah. Seven and seven. Fifteen. Keep going. <laughs> Um, is that the Godwins? No. Okay, who was it?
0: That is Jeff Jarrett.
1: Oh, God. I'm still having nightmares from his last match that I saw.
0: Seven and eight, I know, that was terrible. Are you ready?
1: Can I take a guess, please? Okay. <laughs> it's D-Generation
0: X. No, it's not. It's D-Generation hyphen generation X. <laughs> D-Generation X, yes. <laughs> uh, Eight and
1: nine. We don't get hype, we stay hype. You know it, bro. The hype bros. Credit to Matt Cardona for separating himself from that bullshit and making a real living on the indies.
0: The hype brothers, yes. Okay, you said 9 and 9, and nine then? Uh, yeah, I'm
1: 9 and 9.
0: Alright, track 19 coming up. Three more. No, two more.
1: I have no idea.
0: That is Kurt Hawkins.
1: Oh, how fitting. How <laughs> fitting. Right? Uh, I, I. Sorry, buddy. All Nine right. and ten. Nine
0: and ten. Alright, here we go. Two more coming up. This track 20.
1: Oh, God. Um... Is that, is that, um... It really does sound like the the R&M, so I'll just go with Randy Orton. No, it's not. It is
0: is the Creed Brothers.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh Uh-uh. I don't watch NXT.
0: But now this one, this one would really mess you up because this is uh, Diamond Mine and this theme could belong to any member of the Diamond Mine.
1: Oh, Christ.
0: It, it, so you, you, you don't know because every member has, it's the same, the beginning of the theme is the same for every member. So you yeah. don't know whose uh, who's it belongs to. Alright, here's the last one.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Another one that we've never had on here, this is Carmelo's theme.
1: Oh. Oh, that must have been her stripper gimmick.
0: Yeah, her. That was Tree, which is Italian for 13. What <laughs> an her.
1: educational
0: moment. There's your college, <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs>
1: All right, Ben. Uh, you didn't do too bad. Yeah, I did much better than than I have been doing lately. So yeah.
0: All right, so I wish to bring this show to a close. Absolutely. So that
1: wasn't too bad in terms of length.
0: Now, of course, on Saturday we have that show, that spectacle, <laughs> and we'll have. Of course, NXT, we'll have Dynamite, SmackDown, um, doing Rampage. Yeah. Yeah, Rampage. And of course, I have a double shot of um, Time Warp. We will be going back to 1992 for International Championship Wrestling. Uh, Tony Allen versus Victor Steamboat. And. Who the hell is Victor Steamboat? Ricky Steamboat's brother.
1: His actual brother?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. sir. Victor Blood.
1: I had no idea Ricky had a brother.
0: Yep. And um, I believe um, if I can I'm going to get another show as well. We're going to go back to another Mid-South episode. And we're going to look at our first WCCW Uh world-class Championship Wrestling, but this one is not a televised show, so there's no commentary, so I'll just have results with me. This is from January 7th of 1979.
1: Okay. I think that's the furthest we've ever gone back. (laughs) Yes,
0: unless you count... uh, one of the very first time warps uh, we did uh, when I started playing Audio Clips, where they were like in the seventies, like seventy five, seventy six. I just didn't know what year exactly, so I didn't want to say it and be wrong.
1: Well, I appreciate I appreciate that journalistic integrity, and I appreciate that. All right, so Ben,
0: that's it. Another episode of the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben. I'll see you on Saturday, and say goodnight to the fans.
1: Absolutely. I cannot believe this, but we are performing a public service for our fans and our listeners because you've been so awesome. So awesome, in fact. Oh,
0: sorry, sorry. Before we go, Ben, you have
1: numbers. Yes. So this week alone, we've had 83 people uniquely uh, to, to come... Visit our podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, which which takes the grand number up to um four. Let me, let me just make sure I have this right. It's um yeah.
0: Because on mine it only has the first two numbers. But what
1: is the exact number? Four thousand four hundred and seventy, with eighty three of those being over the last week. Wow. So we really appreciate that, and uh, if you're just if you're just boarding the train with the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, remember if you can't find us, you're lying because we are everywhere. And with that being said, we'll see you on Saturday for that Saudi Arabian shit show. <sighs> Colossal, we come these renegades.